10 to 1, episode 73. Top 10 Doctor Who Aliens. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. Welcome back to Doctor Who Month. Finally, we uh, did take a little bit of a break. We were both a little sick and both a little busy. We're back. We're going to get a couple out this week so we can uh, keep Doctor Who Month going. So, like we said, we're going to be doing Aliens today. Of course, any... Not any sci-fi property, but uh, just about any sci-fi property is going to have some some aliens, and uh, Doctor Who has gobs and gobs of them. I think a good number of them are, are pretty unique, pretty creative, and uh, so we'll be talking today about our favorites, and uh, again, we'll be talking about the uh, revival Doctor Who, so the last 10, se- uh, 10 series, I should say, of Doctor Who. I don't think I even considered any that were from old Doctor Who. No. Classic Doctor Who. Um, I don't think there would, even if I did consider consider them, I don't think there would have been any uh, that <laughs> I found interesting enough. I think the so, only one that I kind of, of sort of for a moment considered was, I think his name is Jaggeroth. That episode with the fourth Doctor that's kind of like the plot of uh, mm. Dirk Gently's Oh, uh, yes. Detective Agency. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I don't know that he sticks out to me being very alien-y. Towards um, the end, he's pretty alien-y. Yeah, but I mean, he's just... Uh, it's another yeah. blobby alien. I know. So... <laughs> uh, he's basically a, a man villain. with yeah. with a alien face mask on. He's a good villain, but... Maybe not a great alien. Uh, so yeah, I uh, just went through the list list of aliens and uh, actually I think found maybe around fifteen that that I thought were pretty good and uh, picked my top ten off of there. Mm, I don't know if I if I really did anything unusual or if there's any real criteria I used. Uh, just tripper ones. Cool, seemed unique yeah. and and cool. Um, what about you? Any any? Yeah, um, I kind of went through a list and ones that I thought were familiar or that have been great foes of the Doctor, mm-hmm. or that, like you said, I thought were cool. I put on the list, and I ended up with twenty six to choose from. Twenty five, actually. One of them is just on there because I'm going to talk about how awful it is. Okay. But, uh, you know, 25, that's a good pool to choose from. Mm-hmm. I will say Doctor Who does have a lot of bad aliens in it. Yeah, I mean, it's been definitely. running for a long time now. <laughs> there are a couple times where you can tell they, they sort of were scraping that mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it does have some pretty crazy cool aliens. Hmm. And we're going to get to those. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, so my number 10 uh, are the Silurians. And Hmm. they are a race of people or creatures uh, that look like sort of lizard people. 
and they used to live on the top of Earth, on the Earth's surface, like ages ago. And then I, I think there was like a catastrophic event or a plague that forced them to go down underneath and live, you know, miles below the surface of the Earth. And they've been kind of waiting until, for a period of time, until they knew that uh, it would be safe to go topside again. And uh, they're very clever and intelligent, uh, advanced, uh, and still kind, yeah, still kind of primal. And yeah, I thought uh, they were a pretty cool idea. I did feel that. Uh, we don't really see enough of them. Mm-hmm. And the one character that does keep on cropping up, <laughs> Madame Vestra, I don't really care for. I'm not really impressed by her. But <laughs> right. it is what it is. But the race as a whole, I think, is pretty cool. And it was a good couple of episodes. The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood mm. were the two episodes that they were featured in. So that's my number 10, the Silurians. Okay. Very good. My number 10 is the Vashta Narada. The uh, shadows that melt the flesh. The piranhas of the air. From the uh, 10th Doctor's uh, two-parter episodes, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. And uh, so it's the, the aliens that live in the darkness and uh, cast shadows when they enter the light. So the only way that you can that you can tell uh, if they're around is to count the shadows. And so, uh, yeah, it was a pretty pretty uh, scary thought, I guess. Pretty chilling, yeah. Yeah, uh, like some others that I will no doubt mention of Stephen Moffat's invention. Uh, some uh, taking something that. A lot of people are afraid of, or sort of a primal fear, like in this case, the darkness, and uh, making it into a villain. And uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, one of those really simple ideas that you know doesn't need a lot of special effects uh, or anything like that. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Are, are we talking spoilers in this episode? Are we gonna? Yeah, we can talk spoilers. Okay, so I guess. Uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll try and mention the episodes that we're talking about, but then uh, you might want to fast forward if you're if you don't want to be spoiled of that episode. So uh, just um, the way that if I remember correctly, there wasn't they didn't really beat them, right? There's not uh, no. there's not a no, way they to don't. destroy them. How you do you just, fight darkness? Yeah, you just kind of run away from them. Uh, so that was... Keep the lights on. That was a pretty neat twist. Try to, at least. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, I think that uh, sums it up for me. We'll be interested to see if they made your list or not. That's my number 10, the Vashta Narada. All right. My number nine, uh, I was kind of surprised that this one made it, because when we first watched the episode, Sleep No More... I was not <laughs> impressed with this alien. And then the second time that we watched it, I was like, what a cool episode. And the alien is called Sandman. 
Yeah. So, uh, full spoilers here. <laughs> uh, if you don't want the spoiler, skip this one. Mm-hmm. But it ends up that... Uh, You've watched the whole episode, and then it ends up being just a movie that the Sandman created <laughs> to get you to watch it to start making you feel sleepy because it's kind of they did it up as kind of a bedtime story <laughs> uh, feel, and uh, and that's how they get inside your brain and start <laughs> creating more of themselves. And so that was pretty crazy, and and it ends up like the explanation that the doctor gives for possibly how they might have come about. Uh, it could all just be a tall tale, a, a fiction made up by the Sandmen themselves. We don't really even know anything about mm-hmm. their origin, uh, and so it's kind of kind of that ring feel. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about The Ring where... (laughs) Don't watch watch, their VHS tape. Yeah. Yeah. You watch it and you're going to die in seven days and Mm -hmm. stuff. (laughs) So it's kind of like that. Don't watch this movie uh, because now the alien is able to spread further. Right. So just a really cool concept, I thought. Uh, Held up a lot better the second time I watched it. My number nine, Sandman. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, pretty clever how they're pretending to be mindless monsters, <clears throat> just sort of shapeless sand right. creatures. And then at the end, you realize, oh, they're, they can they have better control over that sand. They can uh, even form it up so they look like a person. And uh, so, uh, yeah. No, those were good villains. Uh, and another one where the doctor is not able to defeat them. They just end up having to leave. Yep. So, well, and you don't even know if the doctor was ever even there. Did they just make up? Yeah, a, I suppose a that's video? true. They could have just, uh, I guess they could have even been uh, shape shifting into mm-hmm. all the people on there. Exactly. <laughs> and you it's watch possible. it because you're you want to find out about the doctor's adventures. Yeah, appeal yeah. to a appeal to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I didn't really think about these for the list since they're basically shapeshifters but there is more to them than that that's a good choice i didn't really consider them but good choice okay my number nine is the tavolians i don't suppose you remember the tavolians Mm, (laughs) well you will when i uh describe them so they uh Sort of like moles or gophers a little oh, bit. Oh, I do. Humanoid, yeah. though. Uh, completely hairless. You like these? Aww. And uh, They're so despicable. They always... Their, their main desire was to be conquered. They just wanted to be enslaved <laughs> by, by other, other races. So... Uh, um, <laughs> They're nauseatingly they appeasing. O- obedient. Ugh. That's that's true, but um, I don't know. I just uh, liked the the clever. I mean, it's really simple, like like uh, some of these, like the uh, last one I mentioned. But this one also pretty clever. Um, like I think they're the uh, aliens themselves look just weird enough uh, without uh, being cheesy or right or uh, you know outlandish. But then uh, 
I don't know, just the idea of a race that wants to be enslaved. We're going to probably talk about something uh, along this vein when we do our next um, uh, philosophical quandaries, uh, moral quandaries, moral dilemmas, whatever that episode was called. Um, Because I think we've mentioned there was a book uh, that we bought called The Pig That Wants to Be Eaten. Uh, So kind of a similar... Um, question like so there's this whole planet of people that want to be slaves so should you let them be slaves or should you try and free them from the slavery even though that's not what they want (laughs) so um and there's that but mostly i just kind of found them funny and uh it's kind of a one note kind of thing but uh they did use it in a couple different episodes have them show up and uh i don't know both times i was amused by them and uh yeah they're not the coolest for sure one of the least cool dr who aliens but maybe one of the funnier ones so that's my number nine the tavolians they are funny from uh the god complex very humorous but yeah Ah. snivelly yeah (laughs) you're so so despicable unlikable oh the the doctor said they wouldn't say boo to a goose but they would give their car keys and their bank information to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can't begrudge you that one. It is certainly an interesting alien race. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. My number eight is called The Flood from the Waters of Mars. Yeah. So it's a virus that uh, needs a physical form mm-hmm. to... Um, to control and its natural state is uh liquid water uh so when the doctor encounters it it's been uh a glacier that a group of people i guess explorers on who have colonized mars have been using to they've been melting it a little at a time and using it to grow their plants and and stuff Mm -hmm. And then they drink the water and get infected, mm-hmm. and the virus takes over their their minds and kind of uh, causes them to to produce water constantly because the human body is already made up uh, a large portion of it is made up of water, and then uh, it makes them continue to pr- like multiplies their ability to produce water, and you know how water is able to erode things and wear it away. And, I mean, how do you stop water? Uh, maybe steam it, but then it's still all around you. The, about the only way that you can get rid of it is to freeze it, you know, and, and stay away from it after that. And so then the, the flood discovers that all these people are from Earth, and, hey, there's a rocket ship, that they've been saving for the return trip. And so it sends people to try and get onto the rocket ship so that it can go to Earth, which is, what, 70, 80% water? Mm. Uh, and uh, that's a kind of a chilling thought to to be afraid of water. Uh, so I thought it was a very clever alien. I mean, how do you stop water uh, in something that kind of sentient water? And so that's my number eight, The Flood. 
Very good. Yeah, and say what you all about Stephen Moffat, but he sure does know how to create a, a good memorable alien. image. Yeah. Yep. With his uh with his aliens. All right. Uh another Stephen Moffat creation here with my number eight. And that is the clockwork droids. Huh. Not an alien race, but uh these uh humanoid robots. Uh first from the episode The Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah. yeah the Girl in the Fireplace. Couldn't remember if it was in or behind. And uh you know, they were uh these so yeah, so these humanoid robots, sort of uh steampunk almost or Victorian yeah. like a Victorian uh <laughs> um clockwork contraption robots. And uh, they they're going back to uh, Louis the uh, whatever Louis the Fourteenth France, and so the <laughs> so they have these you know the the long French hair like wigs and the the clothes, but uh, really creepy looking, and uh, just the way that they uh, looked and the way they moved around uh, was really creepy, really well done. And then uh, again, they were really interesting in the episode "Deep Breath," uh, where they start. Uh, I think they, they become more cyborgs. And they, uh, they they start uh, becoming more organic, and uh, parts of them, um, yeah. Well, they take human skin from their victims. Da da da. Yeah. And uh, so that was really creepy. <laughs> Um, so they're, they're still maybe even more creepy than at that point because they're a cyborg, but not the normal cyborg like you think of where it's people making themselves more machine-like. It's here, it's machines making themselves, making themselves more, more human-like, sort of a sci-fi, well, it's already sci-fi, but sort of a, a robot island of Dr. Moreau kind of scenario. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, really like the the look of them and then uh, it was just a very well executed um i mean the the robot trope is very old but these were i think the best done uh robots uh, i guess that's a little bit of a spoiler but the best robots in the series uh any of those you're thinking of are not as good as the clockwork droids my number eight. Well, <clears throat> I will say the clockwork droids are very nice to look at, mm-hmm. but there's just something about my number seven, okay. the Cybermen, <laughs> another race of droids, except it's actually the human race put into droids. And so... Some, some of them anyway. This is a, this is a, I guess, alien quote. That goes back right. since very close to the beginning of the of the show. Yeah, I think the second Doctor ran into Cybermen. I, yeah, and I will say it's a little bit rough looking at how they looked back then. Oh, they did sure. get for sure. They did get a good polish up for <laughs> for the mm-hmm. the newer series. Right. Um, they may still look kind of corny uh, to the unloving eye i guess 
the lie the the eye that doesn't have uh, fandom behind it, <laughs> but I find their their implacable feel just to be quite chilling. So mm. uh, you know, you, they're really powerful uh, experts. At you know, it's really hard to stop them. Uh, they can basically cut or shoot their way through everything and through anything and it's it's mm-hmm. hard to actually stop them uh because they are constantly upgrading themselves to be less prone to uh to deficiencies more invulnerable to attacks and uh what they do is they take humans and cut them up uh, put the brain into a metal robot body and then remove the uh, ability to feel emotion. And that way, you, they feel that they're upgrading humans. They're doing it for the betterment of mankind. That way, everybody, nobody dies. Uh, you, you keep on living and you're not, you don't have to deal with the problems that arise from emotions. <laughs> uh, you don't have to love, but you don't have to hate either. And you don't have <laughs> to feel tired anymore or hungry or discomfort. There's no, basically it's, it's pretty horrifying. There's, there's really no point to their existence except to exist and to constantly upgrade themselves. But they don't see it that way because they have no emotions. And so it's a pretty, pretty terrifying foe. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time that I watch episodes where the Cybermen show up and somebody gets turned into a Cyberman, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, that stinks to be them. <laughs> existence, but... It isn't in existence at all. So that's my number seven is the Cybermen. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't really love the Cybermen, but I think there have been some some good stories they've done. I, I like that when they, um, you know, they've done different twists with them. And, you know, when there's a character that you like that becomes a Cyberman, that's that's always uh, pretty sad. Um but I can't help comparing them to the Borg from Star Trek, and uh, they just don't no. don't really compare, in my opinion. So, uh, not a bad choice, but not one of my personal favorites. So that was your number seven. Yeah. All right, my number seven is the Foretold. I bet you don't remember the Foretold until I tell you. That it was also known as the Mummy on the oh, Orient yes. Express. I was like, oh, this on at the tip of my mind. <laughs> yep. So uh, again, uh, just a great. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's basically a mummy, right? Uh, as far as the character design, but uh, probably the scariest looking mummy uh, from from the very few mummy things that I've seen. Uh, so I thought that was really well done. And then, uh, spoilers for the Mummy on the Orient Express episode. I, I did think it was really clever that it was um, basically just a uh, just a soldier that's he's kept on going, um, you know, through his technology and such, and uh, just keeps phasing in and out of of uh, our phase, whatever that means, um, out of our universe. 
and uh trying to fulfill his mission right uh still still fighting his fight and that uh all the doctor needed to do to get him to stop was to say i surrender finally figured out what was going on um so but the the cool part i guess was the uh they would show up and then they would be visible for 66 seconds exactly and then slowly make their way over to uh their chosen victim and then uh kill them and then vanish for a certain amount of time and it was uh it was pretty cool it was yeah. uh it was a well done episode and uh i thought the all the character design and and the mystery with the the foretold was was pretty well done uh, another another clever clever alien um and maybe a bit of a cheat since he was probably basically a a human at one point but i'm gonna put it on the list and nobody can stop me <laughs> well, he's no longer human yeah fair enough so. yeah no guff from me that one is pretty cool, cool. so that's my number seven the foretold aka the mummy the orient express all right my number six makes it on to the list purely because it's cool okay literally it's the ice warriors oh no well and for also the pun, not for the i know for the choice yeah but they are pretty cool so they're basically these large uh monkeys i guess sort oh, of lizards lizards <laughs> monkeys sort of no lizards okay they're scaly um but they're in these uh, large suits and suits of armor. And they are very clever, very fearsome warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when the doctor comes across them, he's like, oh, we do not <laughs> want to cross these people. We mm-hmm. want to be very respectful. <laughs> Take it easy around them, and then of course the humans all around him are like, "Oh no, we gotta show, put on a show of force, and show them that we won't back down." And he's like, "No, no, no, let's just negotiate respectfully <laughs> and take it easy." <laughs> and uh, just they're very intelligent, very good at uh, sabotage and turning people against each other. Uh, there's one episode, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's, uh, they're in a submarine underwater. And the ice warrior alone starts to take out the crew <laughs> and, uh, sabotage the submarine. And you would think, how could it do that on, was it a Russian sub? Mm-hmm. You know, full of trained warriors, but, Trained soldiers, but it uh that's that's not a problem for it. And humanity has has a really hard time holding up against it. So yeah, that's my number six. Ice Warriors. Yeah, that one's called uh Cold War is the <clears throat> first time they appear in the uh in the new show. So a little bit of a pun there. Cold War. Russians during the Cold War. Yeah, I liked Ice it. Ice Warrior. I thought they held up too, even when um, in later in the series or a different series with Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, uh, we find them on Mars. Right, which is where they're from. They're Martians, Martian right. lizards, and uh, and they they've got a, a sense of honor about them too. So, my number six, Ice Warriors. All right. Yep, they're an honorable mention for me. 
So my number six is the gangers, which is uh, short for doppelgangers. Oh, yeah. Do these count as an alien? The rebel flesh? I say yes. I say no, and that's why they didn't make it. Uh, they do, because they're a they're not just clones of people. <clears throat> Although, uh, basically, they do kind of, um, kind of, well, let me just explain. Okay, so uh, there's this organic sub- substance called the flesh, right? And um, the this flesh stuff was able to um, be formed into a person. So, like, you might... You might have a Melissa. You, you get a, some of this flesh uh, substance. And then I don't remember exactly how they did it, if they had a machine or something. But um, they, uh, yeah, yeah, there's some sort of machines. They were they were making these for uh, dangerous, dangerous work, I think. And so um, they would make sort of a clone of you, but it's not an exact clone because it's different than just... Um, just uh, human. It's this other substance. Uh, so they look different. They're very smooth, and like their faces are almost like putty. And um, <laughs> I think. Well, no, they look exactly like you because not not the whole time. Not the whole time. Uh, they were it, they were unstable. Okay, that's they what sort it was. they'd sort of yeah. It was sometimes they would look exactly like you. Sometimes it would be unstable, and it would. Start kind of breaking down. Away, yeah. Right. And uh, they had uh, different things they could do. Like they could uh, extend their limbs um, and their neck. Uh, so it's sort of like unstable molecules. So they could almost a little bit shape shift even farther. So <laughs> um, these are pretty much just on there just completely because clones are cool. Oh, honey. And these looked really good oh honey <laughs> like you have to go she go look at the pictures of what these ones look like just very creepy almost like a zombie looking uh very smooth drippy faces <laughs> oh honey and yeah i don't have to have a it was a, a good episode but yeah it was an, i don't know i wouldn't say it's one of the best aliens i think it's just a really cool idea that there's this special artificial substance that we're making clones out of yeah people but we're not talking about best ideas in doctor who we're talking about best aliens <clears throat> well these are up there i mean they're not the best but they're number six hmm. the gangers all right well my number five are called the silence hmm. now these show up in some of my Episodes that I don't really care about. It's a time in Steve, Stephen Moffat's directing that is very, very convoluted. And he's got <laughs> weird episodes with a lot of stuff going on that's supposed to foreshadow stuff in the future and sort of mm-hmm. try and keep you guessing. And it's just mm-hmm. all sorts of weird stuff is happening. And I don't know. I don't really care for it. But. These are really crazy, cool aliens that are scary and intimidating, too. They look like a 
Well, they're, they're, they're dressed all in black, black suits, and they, their head looks like a skull with the skin tightly stretched over it, but there's no mouth and no eyes in the sockets. It's just empty sockets. And the thing about them is when you see one of them, the silence, as soon as you look away, you forget that they're even there. And so they're all around us. In fact, they have invaded Earth and taken over, but we don't even know that they're there because as soon as we take our eyes off of them, we forget that mm -hmm. they're even there. And that's their ability. So, that, I mean, it's just kind of creepy to think about that. Uh, I mean, imagine not not remembering something as soon as you take your eyes off of it. Yes, <laughs> that does happen to me a lot. <laughs> but I'm talking about an alien here, not <laughs> like my car keys or something. <laughs> so that's my number five, the silence. Okay. My number five is the boneless. Remember these guys? This one, it, I, it was a possibility. Hmm. So... <laughs> uh, Again, shapeshifters. One of my favorite episodes, actually. But these are two-dimensional shapeshifters. Uh, so they're, uh, at first, they're traveling across flat surfaces. So they're on the walls, they're on the floors. And uh, they were uh, reducing three-dimensional objects to two dimensions um, and studying them. And then eventually, they start moving into the third dimension and kind of... Uh, kind of doesn't work super well. Like they're they're in the third dimension, but then don't they keep quite fully understand it. Yeah, so they're back in into uh, like like their arm might go from third to second. Like it's it looks like an arm, but then it's flat, and they're very interesting looking. And uh, yeah, that was another really clever idea. Same same writer that did the the Mummy on the Orient Express. So uh, well done again, sir. And. Yeah, this was from the episode Flatline from uh, whatever season that was, nine, uh, eight, series eight. So, uh, yeah, uh, really, well, I thought they were interesting. Uh, they you, you never found out their motivations or what they wanted, who they were, where they were from. Uh, they're just a monster, a cool one. That's my number five, The Boneless. All right, my number four is one of the creepiest aliens in the Doctor Who universe. Kim? The Weeping Angels. What? That's my number four. Ah, boo. Synced up. All right. So, why don't you go ahead and Is this tell our first, first crossover? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think so. Interesting. That's crazy. Uh... Yeah, so I think maybe they were a little bit overused in some of the, I mean, the. I really liked the first two appearances of them, um, but I uh, wasn't, wasn't as impressed with them in future episodes. Right. But uh, those, those first two appearances were really great. So, yeah. Uh, Blink is what it's called. Right. So, again, spoilers for Blink, and I don't remember what the... Uh, the next ones were called, but uh, uh, hang on. 
Uh, the Time of Angels. Yeah. Yeah. The Time of Angels. Yeah. Okay. And Flesh, uh, and, Flesh Stone. and Stone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just realizing that they were just statues, that uh, they moved whenever you weren't looking at them, even when you blinked. They can uh, move super <laughs> lightning fast. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, another Stephen Moffat thing where, uh, like with the Vashta Narada, it was, uh, you're afraid of the dark, so I'm going to make an, an alien monster about the dark. This one is, you're afraid of the things you can't see, or th- when you're not looking at it, yeah. it's moving. Yeah. And so... Ah, uh, it's making <laughs> me shiver just thinking about it. Yeah, I guess... Uh, look over my shoulder. Yeah, so... Um, and then in the in the next appearance, uh, where... Uh, the people are going through this cavern with all of these statues, and it's like, oh no, there's you just think it's statues. There's angels somewhere hiding amongst the these dead, statues, yeah. and then you realize <laughs> the statues halfway through are the angels. Oh, every single one of those statues is an angel, mm-hmm. and they've already established how how powerful these things are. So yeah, uh, yeah. So these are some of my favorite episodes, and uh, yeah, I think uh, these are some of his best inventions. That you never see them moving. Uh, or very rarely, and it was a mistake when you did see the movie. <laughs> yeah, by the uh, yeah. the uh, showrunners, uh, they're 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 at their best when it's all you see is a statue. Yeah, it's all left to the imagination. Look away and look back, and it's in a different position. Yeah, now. there's the statue again. So, and it's got like a sardonic grin on its face, <laughs> and then the next time you see it, it's got its mouth open wide and fangs, and it's got a really fierce. Mm-hmm. hangry expression on its face <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's reaching out for you and its hands are just inches away from your face and then the moment it touches you you know you're gonna die and you're just like ah! <laughs> you can't blink can't close your eyes for even an instant how do you defeat it and i thought the the ways to defeat it actually were very clever too yeah gotta gotta get Ideally, get it to be end up looking in a mirror, so it's always looking at itself, mm-hmm. or uh, get two of them to be caught looking at each other, mm-hmm. and now they're forever frozen in their stone form, because that's the only way that it can't move is when it's when you're looking at it. So yeah, crazy creepy. <laughs> yep. Doctor Who has a lot of sort of corny stuff, but this isn't one of them. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Very Number well four, done. Weeping Angels. Yeah. So there's three that we think are better. Interesting. Because I think a lot of people would say those are their favorites. <laughs> Certainly one of the iconic new Who, uh, new new aliens. So, all right. Well, what is your number three then? My number three are the Time Lords. The race, the alien race that the Doctor is from. Yeah, so I think it's pretty cool. Um, An alien race that has managed to control time, to build time machines. And uh, they kind of shepherd time and make sure uh, that all is as it should be. And then it ends up that some of them go bad. And what do you do with that? And... uh, I just think it's pretty cool. And also, on top of that, they have the ability to, if they're dying, uh, 
regenerate themselves into a brand new body that is fresh, perfectly healthy, and they can do that officially 12 times, although the show writers kind of made sort of a a sneaky way to get around it to keep the show running, of course. But I think that's pretty cool. Imagine if you're dying. Uh, I, I, I always think that it's sort of interesting imagining a Time Lord couple. Uh, imagine if we were Time Lords and you're about to die and then you regenerate yourself and boom, it's still you inside, but uh, it's a completely different body. Where uh, I do that and it's uh, still me, but I look very different and maybe act a little different. You're still married <laughs> to me. <laughs> I just think that concept is kind of interesting. So, yeah, my number three, the Time Lords. Yeah, it is a good one. I didn't even think about didn't even think about the Time Lords, but good choice. They might have been on the list if I had thought about them. Who knows? But that would have meant I would have had to move down the Tivolians. We're the gangers. <laughs> Maybe it's just as well. All right. My number three is the Midnight Entity. Oh, oh dang it. Man, I wish I had thought of this one. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. So from the episode Midnight. and I would uh, definitely have kicked off Silurians for this one. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you'll have to go go watch this one. It's another like solid episode yeah very i'm actually not gonna don't spoil this one spoil this one uh just go watch the episode midnight and i will just say it's uh it's another good example of how you don't need uh really big budget special effects to to do a good alien yep and uh make it creepy and uh very interesting very good sci-fi so uh very deal really deal with your emotions too mm-hmm mm-hmm so, yeah, uh, and it's a really mysterious one. Still don't know a whole lot about it. So uh, even if I wanted to spoil it, there there wouldn't be a whole lot to say. So anyway, go check out Midnight. That's a, that's a good episode. That one, who knows? That might show up in our top 10 episodes oh, that we'll be doing. Man. Who knows? So that's my man. number three, the Midnight I kind of want to change my number 10 to this one. <laughs> Only it would be a lot higher. This one would be... <laughs> Mm, this one would probably be in the top four. Ah, solid. Good job, honey. All right. Well, my number two is the beast from the Satan pit. Mm. So full spoilers here, giving you a chance to fast forward. But this one ends up being kind of the incarnation, I guess, of Satan. Uh, kind of what we all sort of would picture the beast might look like. but And he's chained up kind of on this asteroid. Or I guess it's a small planet. And it's uh, got sort of a fail-safe built in that if he ever tries to escape, then it all will collapse in on itself and get sucked away into a black hole. Only the beast has figured out a way to escape. <laughs> and so there's a small band of plucky humans out there exploring the planet just because that's what we humans do. We go and explore <laughs> things and it manages to get its mind 
into one of the humans and it's so creepy how it <laughs> how it thinks and acts and manages to work its way out and the concept is that uh it doesn't need its body anymore now that it's got another host so that's my number 2 the beast nice yeah, I thought about the beast. I guess he makes an honorable mention, but uh didn't make the top ten. I don't know. It could have for some of the reasons we we're talking about uh some of these others that I put on the list, like for the, the character design, how they looked and everything. Um like that. It's one of the more impressive uh aliens, that's for sure. Um but didn't quite make it onto my list, I guess. Um just because I, and there wasn't as much to latch on with uh, anything unique for me. I don't know. I'm not explaining it very well, but uh, I didn't didn't quite feel uh, like it should go on my list, even though I did like like the character for sure in the episode. So maybe maybe that's what it is for me. It's more of a it's less of an alien or even a character that I like, and more of I liked the episode and then the design. Or like how it looked in that in that scene. So anyway, but it, it was an honorable mention. So good job. Number thanks <laughs> two for me, the Ood. That one's an honorable mention. I'm Just surprised this didn't one's not make on your the list. list. Yeah. So uh, the Ood are uh, such a great design for <laughs> for an alien. One of one of my favorites. Uh, just from from the look, and uh, yeah, I will agree. the The look is great. Yeah the the fi- the Cthulhu kind of looking thing, bald mm-hmm. head, tentacle face, and then and yet it's very gentle. <laughs> they've got a tube and a and a sphere coming out of where their mouth would be, and uh, yeah, first uh, they're really creepy, and then you realize, oh, they're they're actually friendly, uh, uh, kind of a, a servitude. Uh, in servitude uh, servant race <laughs> and uh, then um, uh, then they get controlled by uh, an beast. evil entity yeah. yeah and then <laughs> and then they're really creepy, creepy. yeah <laughs> so I uh, didn't really care as much for uh, some of the future episodes with them like planet of the ood um, I didn't think it was that interesting but uh Really liked him in their first episode, and um, I'm always happy when they show up. Like I, I'd be happy for another Ood episode, for sure. Uh, just telepathic, mm-hmm. uh, really weird looking, uh, very polite British alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will so. say uh, the reason they didn't make my list is the reason, kind of the problem that you had with Weeping Angels. Sort of the more we found out about yeah. them, the yeah, less yeah. interesting they were for me. I will agree with that. I'm basically ignoring Planned of the Ood. Yeah. Because uh, I thought it was a pretty dumb episode. Yeah. So, that's my number two, the Ood. All right. Do you want to try and guess my number one? Hmm. Is it a crossover? Yes. Then... Vashta Narada. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What is creepier than your fear of the dark 
having substance behind it. So one of my favorite lines from Doctor Who is they're ta- you know the companion of the Doctor is saying that's stuff and nonsense. The the dark being alive. Uh, lots of people go out into the dark all the time, and nothing happens to them. And the doctor replies something to the effect of, Yeah, lots of people do go out, and some don't come back. And it's just like, oh, my goodness! <laughs> uh, so, basically, it's these, I guess, spores that inhabit the dark, and they end up getting... Uh, trapped, or they they live in these trees, uh, and then the forests got hmm. chopped down, and mm-hmm. uh, you the the wood was used to make books, and they're that is pretty cool. Put into the greatest library <laughs> that ever existed, and then they start to uh, repopulate and take over the library, and mm-hmm. and that's pretty creepy to think about this this quiet gentle place of knowledge ends up being this horrifying place where you you dare not go near a shadow and don't let your shadow touch any darker areas because then they can get into your shadow and and take over you and eat you up and it's instantaneous too you don't even there is no way of you fighting back so <sighs> One of the best, best inventions of Doctor Who, best episodes, best alien, in my opinion, the Vashta Narada. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was a good choice. Maybe, maybe it should have been higher for me after all. All right, well, you want to guess my number one? Is it a crossover? Sure is. Is it the silence? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, the <laughs> I did really <laughs> like the idea of... uh you know, there's secretly these aliens have already taken over and nobody knows because uh, we don't even see them or we don't even, we see them and then we forget as soon as we look away. And uh, you're right, there's there's definitely some, uh, the story that they they did was confusing and definitely could have done it better. Part, part, part of it, I think, was because um, Stephen Moffat thought that Matt Smith was going to be around for one more year so he thought he had another year to tell the story about him mm. um and you can definitely tell it's it's very um very convoluted. rushed well it's very rushed at the at the end i think maybe if he had had another year it would have made more sense um <clears throat> and uh, some of the things with them end up being uh like a single line in an episode right and uh, didn't really make make sense until watching it a second time through or or reading reading about it um, to understand what I was going on. But um, I mean the the look for these is great. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about the um, in a in a black suit, like uh, skulls without mouth kind of faces, mm-hmm. and then um, the whole uh, secret history again. I really like how uh, there's this stuff that. Uh, that they've been doing, nobody remembers, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, out uh, of the backstory with them, convoluted, but still kind of cool that they were, um, they were genetically engineered priests so that people could, um, confess their sins without remembering doing so. 
Um, I guess, and that, I don't know if that quite makes sense. Like, if you don't remember, confessing them does that. Um, does that help you? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it make more sense for the for the priest to forget instead of the people? But uh, I don't know. Maybe like, what is it about confession that that helps? I guess is it just the act of doing it, or is it there's maybe actually not. something? Yeah going on i guess uh i guess you'd you'd say something different from a catholic perspective versus a a protestant perspective maybe (laughs) so anyway uh still thought they were interesting great design and uh you have to admit it's pretty cool in uh the time of the doctor to see uh the 11th doctor swinging his cane and walking walking towards his enemies with the silence behind him Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep, yep, pretty cool, and uh, my favorites, my number one, number one Doctor Who alien. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get a a little bit better of a of a deal for episodes, but say lovey. Well, this was fun, kind of talking about all the different creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what uh, what honorable mentions do you have? The ones we didn't mention. I, well, like I know neither of us put Daleks. Uh, yeah, well, like you said, the Ood and the Boneless, uh, the Daleks, I did consider them, but ultimately they just look too silly uh, mm-hmm, for me to mm-hmm. put them on the list. But they are, you know, some of the yeah, Doctor's greatest, greatest enemies. Um, I thought the Swarm on the episode Planet of the Dead, where they... Uh, basically just consume whole civilizations. They're these kind of... They look sort of like manta rays flying through the air. Hmm. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, they're on like this desert planet and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one. That Tenth was... Doctor Special. Yeah. That yes. one was... Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Kind of kind of creepy to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of creepy, the Whisper Men. Oh, yeah. Uh, those look really creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all they have on their faces is mouths, pasty white skin, and the mouths right. have sharp teeth. Yeah. Opposite of the silence, basically. Yeah. Uh, the Tree of Cheem. She is on the second episode of Christopher mm-hmm. Eccleston. Okay. Um, the Reapers, the creatures in Father's Day. Mm. Okay. Uh, those were the best, I thought, in the Minotaur as well. The Minotaur is an honorable mention for me. Nothing really. I mean, that's kind of just the god God. complex. Yeah, I didn't feel it was too original. Yeah, I felt it was all right, but not. uh, Yeah, not not too unique. Um, The Santarans and the Jadoon. Jadoon, yeah, I like the Jadoon. I don't really care for for the the Zygons though. They just look so Mm. over the top. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, the only one, I guess, that we haven't mentioned that I would also add is, <clears throat> um, the, um, the nanobots from, oh. uh, the Doctor Dances, yeah. or whatever the first, and what, which the, I, I know what you what the about. first episode's called, but yeah. that leads to the, uh, you know, the empty child and all the people <laughs> with their, the gas, gas yeah. masks on. Ah. So good episode. The gas masks are fused to their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. one more. I thought the the adipose uh, nah. little creatures made of fat. Nah. Oh, they're kind of cute. The Ewoks of Doctor Who. 
But not as stupid. Not as stupid. But they are the Ewoks of Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. That was a good list. That was, that was a fun yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Well, our next episode in Doctor Who month is going to be top 10 episodes. Mm. And I'm really looking go. forward to that one. Uh, there are some really good episodes. I, I think it's going to be a little hard to, to narrow down the list. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan, you're not going to want to miss that episode. Write in and tell us what your favorite Doctor Who aliens are. Yeah. You can go to our email, tto at coser.us, or you can go to our website, tto.coser.us, and add a slash 73 to go straight to the show notes for this episode. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Melissa Coser. I'm Brian Coser. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Alright, Brian, I'm pretty sure we both have the same worst alien. Maybe. I have two different ones, um, but it, I do have one that's worse than the other. Alright, well, give me your, your least worst first. Okay, my second worst is the Absorbaloff. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awful, but... <laughs> and I hated him the first time I watched it, but... <sighs> Maybe it's because I'm a fan of the show, but I've kind uh-huh. of... Like, I don't think it's a terrible episode, like some people do. Yeah, I think it's just I, I've kind of come to accept it as part of Doctor Who. <laughs> it's absorbed <laughs> me, I guess. Oh, no. Interesting. <laughs> it is It is a really disgusting, awful alien. Hmm. But... Not the worst, though. No, it's not, and it's just so much farther above the worst that I didn't even consider it. So what is the worst? The slithine, of course. The slithine from Raxacorca phallopatorius. <sighs> Come on, people. <laughs> you didn't have to have an alien that farts all the time. It farts because it's fitting into a, a human skin that's too small for it. Yes, but it's still an, an obese human skin with a zipper on the forehead. That, that's so stupid. Yeah. And I always get this stupid expression with the mouth hanging slightly ajar <laughs> as they unzip themselves. And, mm-hmm. just, and I mean, even when they're out of the human skins and, and standing there in their glorious body, uh, <laughs> they still look kind of stupid. Yeah. They're not fearsome looking at all. No. And, and I don't know. There's just nothing to recommend them at all. Nope. Nope. They were oh, ever so slightly better in their second episode. But. Uh, well, and the, the problem, too, is they just keep on showing up. They were They were like four episodes with them, at least three. I think it was three. I think they had a two-parter, and then they had a third episode in the same season. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. That's definitely the low part of, of Doctor <laughs> Who for me was their, their first two-parter.